from 200, 300 level, I had been serving two people who were running their businesses in recycling and in leadership and acad um, academic excellence. Then NYSE, I taught. Then I kept working for one of them for years. I did Uber for two weeks before <laughs> I then started. And I worked for somebody for again about a year. Then I started my business because the principle of service was there. But I knew that... You're never going to work nah. Paid employment wasn't mm -hmm. for you. And funny story, right? Most of these people... 90% I didn't collect salary. Well, here, you know, I, if you're watching this now, I, I probably wasn't the last episode because they're trying to do the Nigerian politics way and push me and because I'm doing good. They want to push me away. <laughs> they're looking for who rubs something in their palm. The other samples. God is fighting my battles. Anyways, um, I'm your host again on the Japa Chronicles podcast and I have my my sidekick, King of Jaguar. Just give yourself the intro. Me, I'm ready. I'm, look, I'm ready in today's episode because the politics that you just played does <laughs> fit in well to our, our guest today. But but that's fine. The last episode you missed, you went to Boomer Show, right? And the one you missed last, you decided to go home. The one I missed last, I was supposed to be on that one, not the one I appeared on last do you understand and it was that one i wanted to be on i mean the last the last episode i was on i liked the guest he was chilled mm. very cool guy very very cool but like i wanted to be but on just like politician you know that this is how you, you don't begin the shalai you said you are crediting them with um recess allowance now you are talking of prayers that you have. why are you speaking <laughs> why are you just saying a lot of things off camera camera <laughs> what's, what's that thing you said um <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what to say, but he said was um, I withdraw that <laughs> something has already come on. <laughs> he said, I that <laughs> oh, yeah. right. today is going to be interesting. Um, I have talked about um what I have done over the last ten months plus. I've said it now, maybe six or seven episodes. Um, and I talk about how leadership is very, very key to me, and I, I say a lot of things, but we decided to do something special. Uh, first of all, I have completed, I have successfully met, like they used to say, the requirements, requirements. to graduate from um, the SPPG, Woo! the School of Policy, Politics, and Government. Oh, did I get it? Ah, politics, politics, sometimes it do happen. <laughs> I have graduated. And like my last postgrad, I wasn't interested in graduating as the best graduating student. Uh, even though if they give me, you'll be deserving because um, I, I think that one of the biggest things I learned in leadership is that selflessness. There's something about going for number one that just seems to, every time I do it, I lose sight of like the main thing. Fuck. And I remember from the very first, it's funny because Roberta is here. People, people are going to see this. But from the very first session we had when we when we came in and we started, um, people called it acculturation. It just seemed like the only way to win this would have been to lose sight of what makes what me. Yeah. And again, I always say it's not a Christian podcast, but that is the Bible. That's Jesus. Like my Bible always has taught me to focus on excellence and excellence doesn't do too much shouting. Because I saw people lobbying to be nominated and I'm like, how ah, you lobbying not being to be best guy students? You can't determine that. Oh, you can determine when you see me as the first governor from the SPPG or that kind of thing, but... And me, your chief of staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a guest today from well, the SPPG who would allow her 
um, introduce herself before we before we begin to grill her. She's the one that has to do a lot of talking today. Yeah. Yeah. So, hello, Ma. Please do us the honor of introducing yourself and um, tell us why you are here. Okay, thank you for having me. My name is Roberta Okereke, and you asked me to say why I'm here. I'm here because you, in the short version, you invited me to come on your podcast. So I did not say that there. I intentionally I, I asked that question. <laughs> Um, okay, so Roberta works for the or works with I don't know because the SVG has this very family thing, you know, it's not common. So do we say works with or do we say works for the Facebook fixed politics? Which which do we say? Well, I would say that I am the experienced lead for the school of politics, policy, and governance. Yeah, I like that. And um, like we always say, welcome to Jackpot Chronicles. Um, we we want to always get to know our guests, um, and we we go all out. We like to chronicle a lot of things. So tell us about yourself. Um, you already started with a great story today. So tell us about yourself. Um, tell us your immigration stories. How many countries have you been to? Etc. Etc. Well, okay. Um, I'm I'm scanning my brain to think where do I start with in response to your question is usually something I struggle with tell me about yourself like I, I don't ask people that question because I know that I struggle to respond to it that's like first date questions I think that's like first interview question that's, yeah job interviews yes. and if it's a job interview you know I'm trying to sell myself to them like these are my many capabilities and accomplishments so you know really I'm when you hire me you should really consider hiring me. If you don't hire me, you'll lose out. So it was... <laughs> yeah, that's it a, was but that's apropos for this one because we're trying to sell the SPPG. So, uh, so I, I would say that I'm, I am based on the top. I think I'm a passionate believer in, in, you know, in Nigeria. I wanted to say the Nigerian dream, but I know that that Nigerian dream has been smashed for a lot of people. That, in, in fact, not for a lot of people, for almost every Nigerian that lives in Nigeria yeah. or that have managed to somehow escape. Mm. Um, the there's you know there's a struggle to say what is the Nigerian dream. Mm. I don't know what it is if it exists. Mm. You know, actually, the Nigerian dream of today is to escape. But there's another Nigerian dream mm. that some other people subscribe to, especially those who are not in a hurry to escape. And that is to really give Nigeria an identity mm. that everyone will be proud of. That's, that's, that's interesting. And again, you just proved why I wanted you particularly here because that's a very, very great way to start. Um, have you ever thought about escaping? Oh yeah, many times. I, I actually have. I've I've thought about it when I was at my wit's end. When I was, you know, the frustration, the the you know, you just you face Nigeria, Nigeria faces you. You <laughs> experience each other, and you just said this. This cannot be it. This is yeah. not normal. Um, I've had. If many of those many of those meltdown points, mm. and I've also had the point where in the last 
two, three years when all of your family and friends, people that are near and dear, hey, go away and you look around and you have no one mm. left. So you have to ask yourself, do I start again? Yeah. Am I going to start making new friends? Make new friends all the time, yeah, but... You know, there's that. There's a reason why you've taken all these years to build this inner circle, and they yeah. become your go-to. Mm. And when your world is just yanked away like that, you have to think, you know, what do I do now? Does it make sense to be here? So those are the occasions. It's interesting. It's interesting because I was telling them on the way here that I saw a tweet of a couple of popular guys on Twitter. One was talking about how eighty percent of his friends have left, and he's not a young person. And, you know, I, I was basically just saying that I think that that's part of relationships. Relationships evolve and marriage and immigration are two constants, you know, that sort of guarantee that. And I have just learned now that once those friends leave, just bringing new people into that circle, it's not going to be easy, no, but, but, but that's part of life. But it's quite, it's not as easy because even the new friends you make could leave anytime soon. Hmm. Are leaving. Yeah. Are, li <laughs> are leaving, actually. Are leaving, yeah. actually. So, yeah. They are leaving. They that's are leaving. Part. You know, you find, I remember I was having conversation with a few friends sometime last year and, you know, just suspecting ourselves, where are you? As mm. I'm speaking to you, you know, these days we speak over WhatsApp. I just want to confirm where you are. Confirm your location for me. <laughs> confirm your location for me because Yuki, you know I know people. Hmm. Some people won't tell you yeah. for their own reasons. I'm yeah, not and that's fine. Yeah, and you hear from them a week after, like, oh, by the way, I'm in Canada now. <laughs> by the way, yeah, I'm elsewhere. I mean, it's sad, but I would try and crack a joke and say that you have 200 million friends that you can make. I mean, it's not. It's, it's not. No, it's I mean, it's not everyone that resonates with you. It's not everyone yeah. you can choose to be a friend with. Do you get yeah. so? I mean, all right. So, Roberta, what countries have you visited, and did you say attempted to jackpot? Because I mean, moving from Nigeria to any country is already jackpot, right? But how I many? What countries? I know you're in Senegal recently, so we can take that. What, what other countries have you been to? I haven't traveled a lot lately. In fact, since I think before I went to Senegal, it'd been a minute, but I, oh, actually, no. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've seen you on the most popular ones. popular ones. I mean, everybody's in it's America and, uh, and the UK. So let's get that out of the box. I have been to Kenya. I've actually spent some months in Kenya. I actually love Nairobi. I love Dan. Learning, I, I have this thing about learning about cultures and experiencing the cultures, particularly the food, because mm. I love food. I, <laughs> I'm just kind of a foodie kind of girl. So um, I've done that and I've really enjoyed it. I have been to Istanbul. I've been to Germany. Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. Um, yeah. I've been to France. Um, I think that's it. I don't remember. That's enough. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's that's a lot of countries. That's a lot of countries. Is it? Um, um, you've been, you've been to more countries than some of have been states in Nigeria. Actually, you've been to more countries than I've been to states in Nigeria. Actually. So, so I want to ask though, apart from Nairobi, Kenya, which other country have you stayed the longest in? The UK. How long was that? Was it years, months? Both. So <laughs> I used to live in the UK, but more recently, I was in the UK for I think four months. So you, you have your family there. Okay, so, you know, I was telling Isaac at the time that the last person that came on the point, she was in the UK for a year, 
and we were asking her about her relationship status and the breakfast that she served <laughs> and all that. So when you go to these countries and the cultures, do you stay for the people or you just have a goal to just be away from Nigeria a bit? It is... And then has love ever kept you in any country before? Love. Has love ever kept me in any country before? Not that I can say. Scanning? No, no. But um, it's it's both. It just depends. Sometimes I'm going for family. Sometimes I'm going for a specific purpose. Sometimes I'm actually going because I need a break. Did you school in any of these countries? Yes. Which one? In the UK. Ah, that's nice. Of course. I studied business with human resource management. Ah, master's level. Oh, no no wonder. Yeah, so oh, experience okay, okay. lead. Ah, it makes a lot. So what university? Uh, Edinburgh's Napier University. Ah, that's nice. That's one of our partner schools. That's that's nice. How was that experience? That's Scotland. How was... How was... It was... I mean, I don't know how to share the experience because I was, at that age, a teenager, mm. finished secondary school. You went... So, it's... I think... The integration was easy because you're that very, you're still quite formidable. Or you're still quite young. young and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was good. It was different, but it also matured me. I think one of the things that this Western societies have is that they mature you. They put responsibilities on you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you go in and your friends are working. Yeah. And you too, you want to work. Meanwhile, <laughs> you've never done a day's job in your, your life. life. So... But you quickly shape up because this isn't your parents trying to. Mm, So you quickly shape up. You quickly become accountable and responsible. So, yeah, I think. That's interesting. So, Roberta, clearly, you some schooling in the UK would have been three years undergrad. And then you have lived there on and off. In England, Scotland has different. Scotland, you do four years in your undergrad. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. All right. So, there's. Let's go to the reason we are here. No, well, I want to ask a question. Okay. Sorry. Um, did you have the option to stay after schooling in the UK? Yeah. But you decided to come back to Nigeria? I wanted to do NYC. I was encouraged to do like, NYC. Or not like you voluntarily wanted to do NYC? Well, I was encouraged and then I took up the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You, you, you are quite, quite a patriot. But uh, I know many people. That would want to do it. That did it at the same time as me. I know yeah. many people. I, I told you, know, when I served in Lagos, half of the people in Lagos camp were IGGBs. Yeah, US and UK. Mm. Most, half of them. I mean, I met a few. It was Covenant and other private schools, a few Uniport, and then those. Yeah. I met a few um, people from the UK and UK, UK China in mm? my camp. Yeah, China. Now he's in the UK. The I mean, yeah, China. people come back from China. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Most of them are like, oh, well, my parents that forced me to come back. Yeah, I yeah. want to come back here, so I love them. Do you, do you speak Swahili? You say you spend time now in Arabic. <laughs> I can speak one word. What's or that? Or maybe Sasa. What's that? I think it means... I'm not even sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I think. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go to why we're here. But I want to just ask you a question. Not just because you work in that policy and politics and leadership space, but because... You know, when I meet young people who seem to have a clear love for Nigeria, are you involved in Nigeria now thinking politically? Or are you, do you just love what you're doing, guiding these young people or elder people who now want to do good for Nigeria? Have you thought, have you thought about 
running for office or being involved in it oh, before now? not running for office. Okay. I do not see that in any form of my future. Uh-huh. That forefront, frontline uh, work. Yeah, it's not mine. I think the sort of person that I am is that I support frontline people. That is my power. That's my, you know, magic there that I enable them to 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 excel. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just... Yeah, it's that's, clear. That's, that's, and it's funny because um, you're the second person this week who I've spoken to who's lived abroad and said the exact same thing. Um, in fact, the other person said that she realized that she's not good at business mm. and she's what you would call an entrepreneur put me within a system that needs my help and I would run it like my own. But if you leave me alone to be like, no. And, you know, I tell them in the office that the earlier you you understand and like you realize what is you, like it's funny because from when I was very young, I would always say that I was never going to work for anybody. I just knew. The only thing that my faith did for me and having good people around me was that I was encouraged to serve. So... From 200, 300 level, I had been serving two people who were running their businesses in recycling and in leadership and um, academic excellence. Then NYSE, I taught. Then I kept working for one of them for years. I did Uber for two weeks before (laughs) I then started. I worked for somebody for again about a year. Then I started my business because the principle of service was there. But I knew that... You're never going to work for Paid employment wasn't Mm -hmm. for you. And funny story, right? Most of these people, 90% I didn't collect salary. People will never, people will never understand that because today when I even say to young people, they almost look at me like, uh, you're saying that now. I'm still looking at you like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I, I had people who would say, if you don't even have a job, just go serve somebody. It didn't make sense to a lot of my age group and people around and, and that's that's really spot on. Yeah, usually don't doesn't make sense to people, especially well, people have different value systems and people yeah. are coming from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So it's you will find on the occasion some people who understand, or even if they don't understand, but they have been cultured that way to serve. Yeah. So every now and again you'll find somebody that says, you know, what are you doing? Can I help out? Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to help out and you know they're helping out at that stage, but they're helping you out, but they're getting a lot of learning, a lot mm-hmm. of exposure, a lot of yeah. training in it. So um service really does it it's a it's it's a um, an easy way to get through the doors of something that you really want to do and you wouldn't be employed to do because mm. if you don't have the skills and the experience, mm. nobody wants to pay you to do that, especially yeah. if they are not a very established organization that have a training program. Yeah. So coming in as a volunteer, as an intern, is an easy way to get familiar mm. with the terrain, with the industry, you know, pick the lingo, pick up the skills and go off and do your own thing. I, I would always say tell that to the generation because they are the Indomie, I would say Indomie arrogant Range Rover generation. They like the three minutes food. They don't want to listen to anybody and they want the, the, the best the things. Thing. I don't know how they think those three things add up. It's not entirely their fault. They have yeah. been taught that or they've been shown that, that yeah. the generations before them have set some precedents mm. that they're now looking at. They've come into this world, they've observed what's going on and they've put two and seven together mm. and made whatever number it is. But yeah. it is... People have to take responsibility for 
that generation because they didn't they weren't born it's not something that was injected in them yeah, at the yeah, womb yeah, and yeah. even if it was injected in the womb who injected it somebody mm. did the injecting so it's something they have observed yeah. and you know we have yeah. a, we have an argument a debate going on here where we talked about I feel like the government is responsible he feels like the people right and I'm not sure what side no I think it's the government and you are people, yes, exactly. so whose side will you be on because I feel like like you just said, the generations, like our people have sort of just made it seem that way. He feels it's the government's responsibility to sort of nip that. Nip that. I'm not sure who's... I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the government. Yeah. It's actually both. And a term, you know, when I, I, I said that um, they're not entirely to blame, mm-hmm. they're not to blame entirely for, you know, the way they are. People are responsible for it. And it is the people and the government the people starting from the home, what are yeah. the values that are taught at home? Yeah. The people like, moving from the home to the wider community, either your church community, your yeah. mosque community, school. your school community, yeah. your playground community, the neighborhood yeah. community. What are yeah. the values? Yeah. What are parents saying? And what yeah. are the other younger people saying? Yeah. And it is the government because the government is have been elected to represent us for what would be our common yeah. good? Mm. Have you, mm. has the, mm-hmm. in what ways have the government done that and in what ways have they failed to do that yeah. that causes all of these um, gaps or needs in society that people are then resorting to look out for themselves in very yeah. selfish ways? Yeah. Yeah. So it is the government and, and the, the people. And and the people. I, but I would always say that the government is the people, right? And um, growing up, uh, Yoruba culture would always say that um the, the the children that you see is not just your child like mm. everybody's responsible but now that is no longer the case Everyone you see a child off. do something wrong on the road and you correct the child the mother is running to slap you or the father is running to slap you that don't talk to my child talk to my child and you know we didn't have that growing up yeah. growing up anybody who was responsible could correct you and when they spank you and your parents would you report to your parents, your parents would probably spank you three, four times, six times more than uh, yeah. that person corrected you. Yeah. All right, so let's go into why we're here because it's it's great how you have really, I mean, you have explained a number of things, but we want to talk about a number of things focused more on Nigeria mm-hmm. and um, what is our leadership problem and why immigration has become a thing. Um, so do you want to tell us about the, tell us about, uh, I don't even know if I said the SPPG or fixed politics because fixed politics did give birth to the SPPG. Tell us the vision, mission, the, you know, just how it started, what's currently happening. And then we can go into a number of things. Um, okay. Um, yeah. I, fixed politics is a good place to start because it's the umbrella initiative uh, organization or movement, as you wish to call it. So Fixed Politics is a citizens-led movement to fix politics. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the name, it says it all, you, yeah. it doesn't need any interpretation. It's yeah. exactly what it is. And um, some people will be asking, okay, what about fo- politics are you fix- trying to fix? Then I would ask them, what do you think would need to be fixed or doesn't need to be fixed? Everything do you right like now. the politics? Do you understand the politics yeah. of your country, of Nigeria? Do you like it? 
Yeah. Are you part of it? In what ways are you part of it? And people are like, oh no, I don't, I'm not political. I don't do politics. I stay away from everything politics. Mm. And that's interesting because what we answer that way because we don't know, understand what politics is about. Mm. Human beings are intrinsically political. It's not a bad <laughs> or dirty word. Yeah. It's just like money. People say money is the root of all evil, mm. but you know that con- that that statement is taken i think from the bible the love of money which means that unbalanced yes. ambitious pursuit where you sacrifice every and anything to, to pursue when money becomes the sole um aim focus. or go yeah. focus then you would do anything you would you know it becomes a god it becomes you know so that obsession is what is drive it's the yeah. root of evil and it isn't the money itself it is the behavior the things that are in, coming from the inside of you that are driving that and i say money is agnostic it depends on whose hand it is if that money is in the hand of in the hands of um a generous person everybody gets to get a taste of it if money a little money is in the hands of uh, an enterprising person. The money will multiply. If money is in the hands of a manipulative and controlling person, they will use that money to manipulate and control other people. Yeah. So tying that to the question uh, I started in fixed politics. Politics is essential to everything that we do as human beings. And... Um, this station, this channel is Jackpot Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Politics is what influences people's decision to leave or to stay. Yeah. And it is also politics that determines which country you go to. You go to oh. Because politics produces people who produce policies. Yeah. Where is preaching today? I don't, even want, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Um, I, I mean... I, I'm I'm still an agnostic. <laughs> I'm, I'm new word a lot. I'm still an agnostic, but no, I, after going through the SPPG, I don't think you're an agnostic. <laughs> uh, please, you can't say that. Um, I'm certain you're not. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you you have. You, I mean, you're speaking my mind. Um, what I would what I would say right now um, is, right now, the problem we have seems to be a people problem, right? And in the last couple of weeks, I've heard so many stories, the wars and things like that. And I, I always ask myself, these people that are in power, who clearly also have access to social media and know that people are suffering, they go around, are they just wicked people? Mm. Or uh, are their hands just tied? So I, I'm curious to know you know, what is the SPPG going to do about telling people and helping people that, look, it's not just every four years, you know, that there's an election cycle. Because before I finished the SPPG this year, it was when I had began to have those conversations with people and we were planning, you know, in our small communities. And I started looking at the local government. It was through the SPPG that I really knew even much more about the The local local government. government, Then, of course, my capstone project was focused on the local government. So the first thing I realized is that I didn't even know much about the local government that I've been. I've been in the local government for almost 20 years. I didn't know much of the run-ins 
We just know the states and the people in the House Assembly and then the national. So um, what is the SPPG going to do for people understanding what you have just said now and then normalizing it? Okay, so I, I think, I, permit me to take it away from, let me start from fixed politics, the fixed politics uh, movement, mm. because I think I'm able to give a more holistic response from that angle. Fixed pol politics, we have what we call the triangular pillars of democracy, and that is what the fixed politics is hinged on. There are three three subgroups, if I may say that, of the fixed politics, addressing a specific area of need that is required to fix politics and fix governance in, in, in our country. And the why we call it triangular pillars of democracy is because we believe that without any we need all three. We need to attend adequately to all three um, to be able to get the outcome you want. You can't do without, you cannot achieve the result without, with okay. any one missing. Mm. And what is it? We have what we call the uh, WSD1, Work Study Group 1. Yeah. And Work Study Group 1 is an enlightened and engaged electorate. Yeah. So you've heard us talk a lot about the Office of the Citizens. Yeah. So that program and project, Office of the Citizen, is domiciled under the enlightened and engaged electorate. Their work, Work Study Group 1, is really to engage the common man, the everyday person, because I take the message out there to them, sensitization, voter sensitization, giving them all the information that they need to know to be an informed and engage because you can't be engaged when you're not informed. You've just cited your own experience that through this, you're starting to understand your local government that you didn't. So you were not engaged at the local government level until you started to get into this information. Mm. So that's important, citizens' engagement. And you remember Sarah Maka's class that she taught on uh, Office of the Citizen and just the power of citizenship that's just helping you to understand that the highest office in, in any nation yeah. is the office of the citizen because you don't get voted into office. You yeah. Are, yeah. I, When you have citizenship, it's conferred on you by birth or by whatever yeah. means. Yeah. You are, you have rights. Yeah. You have rights and it comes with responsibilities. So then we have Work Study Group 2, which is a value-based, emerging a value-based political class, which is where the SPPG program yeah. comes in. And our focus really is to, as the name again says, emerge people who are who will lead us that have the right values for shared prosperity. Mm. <laughs> Not subjugating public yeah. good for personal person. or parochial yeah. needs, but it's public good for a reason. It is for the whole. Yeah. Everybody, no sector, no segment no entity or no uh, group of people within the whole should ever feel like they are not catered for mm -hmm. they are not looked uh, out uh, they are not they are not represented they are yeah. not heard or their their needs are not met yeah. and it is good leadership that ensures that that happens yeah. that's what the SPPG is about then the third 
Um, and uh, finally, also give us options of leaders. We often complain that every election year, who am I going to vote for? Is the same yeah. people that were there 50 years yeah. ago, the same people. So, okay, one of the things we want to do is expand the pool, give you options yeah. of people who have been groomed and trained. And we have to say this, like, I mean, you have you have your cleaner. I'll start from something as basic as your cleaner. Your cleaner is trained to clean, to know what products to use, mm. you know, <laughs> on wood and what to use on marble, what to use if you're starting to have molds, yeah. um, what to use for plates. And you, you will not use Clorex on your plates, you know, yeah. you wouldn't. Um, so a cleaner is, does that. A hairdresser learns learns they go to, they get trained makeup artists yeah. just a, you know they learn get trained weave, and then the somebody powder. who's going to lead you lead the economy huh. determine economic mm. growth determine whether you will have lights in your house determine <sighs> if business small businesses how oh. small businesses you oh, know prizes. the yarisi that is cooking her rice and stew or something like that determine you know how she's going to, or even the price of goods in the market. And the person doesn't have work. And that person doesn't understand some fundamentals. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because you wouldn't do that to yourself. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have that person. You wouldn't hire that person to lead your organization. You mm. wouldn't hire them to be a team lead. If they're even your... <laughs> it reminds me of um, um, Peter, I think... I think in one interview, they asked him if if he loses the election, would he, like, maybe they appoint him for a minister or something? And he's like, oh, would you would you give a bus to a driver who's not experienced and then let a, an experienced driver be the conductor? Does mm. that make any sense? That is, that is. So that yeah. is what the SPPG is about, the value-based work study group. Then work study group three, just as important as all of it. It's about institutions. Yeah. And we... Every Nigerian right now, INEC is uh, at the tip of their tongue. INEC is one such institution that needs to be, people need to look into and hold mm. accountable. So if you're fixing, you fix the people, the electorate, and they are engaged, they're informed, they know what's going on, and they're there. Then you produce a new crop of leaders, mm. you know, and people have options. You have value-based leaders. There are also the systems and the institutions, mm. you know, that hold people accountable, that, you know, respond to these needs. You have, you have the legislative arm of government. That's an institution. How are they run? Who runs it? What are their policies? We often, you remember in, 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 I don't know if it was your year or the year before, that we had such a heated debate about the current constitution. And is it, I mean, is this fit for purpose for the Nigeria of today? And people yeah. were arguing all kinds of ways. Somebody, an institution is responsible for the constitution, you know. So we're saying huh. that's what fixed politics is. The triangle makes up the triangular yeah. pillars that you have to fix the people, fix the leaders, and you have yeah, to fix the institution. Yeah. Then you will have the governance and the democracy that you're looking for. Yeah, and, and that's powerful. And um, these are things that you have said to us in class over and over. You know, it's, it is very funny though. Um, so now you have people looking to Jack Bar. Mm -hmm. And um, 
what happens if everybody who should be engaged in these things we've talked about but has the means to jackpot what happens as this high rate of jackpot continues to you know be on the rise what's your position on that and how does that affect what you're trying to do because right now the average nigerian to jackpot you spend in a good country that you're going to i probably don't care about the people that are going to smaller countries the ones that will go to the major countries will spend north of at least 10 to 15 million right to 25 million depending on where you're going i wonder those kind of people are the people that you know should either be focused on helping us with the first work study group which is to engage people Same. or the second which are the people with value what what was your position on that um have you ever thought about it because personally i feel like for me those who need to go and hopefully mm-hmm. as we fix things here when necessary we begin to bring those people back with comparative education and their exposures to come and fix things well, what's your thought on that oh because you've lived abroad so you you should have you know first hand knowledge of going and coming back and then just going and having friends what what do you think about that that's an interesting question i haven't actually thought about it before in those terms but here's what i would i would say that first um we can't stop people from leaving. People are leaving because they are running away from the pain and the difficulties. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes you you really have to let them go because it's difficult. Nigeria is really challenging. Yeah, You have to let them go. Some people will come back because even though many people of the 100 people were running away, not all of them should be running away. And yeah. grass is never greener on the other side. Yeah. Um, If you look at the world today, if you look at the Western world, I mean, if you look at the world today, there is, the world is in so much turmoil. There is so much pain and difficulty everywhere. Everywhere. Give me a country and tell me. Where is the perfect setting? Tell me. No, let's not go to perfect. Let's go to, if perfect is 100%, (laughs) let's go to who's at 60% right now. So it's, there's no, there isn't any real, Safe haven. Yeah, at least not in the long term. For a short term, you will feel that sense of, okay, I, I can breathe now. But that's the time you're also acclimatizing and getting settled in that. But Nigeria also is a very large country. And I don't think this applies to Nigeria alone, except maybe there's um, displacement, war, or some disaster, man-made disaster begins to drive us out in, in, in droves. There will always be people who are left behind. There will never be a vacuum. And the important thing is that you, there will always be people who, who will listen to the message and who want to be part of rebuilding. Some people will see things differently. You're here. You're you're here. I don't know what your plans are for after this conversation. <laughs> if you're on a flight going somewhere, but in the yeah. meantime, there are many people who, first, they actually do not want to go. Yeah, they see the value, even though they are in so much pain aye, being aye. in this nation. And there are some people who don't have the option. You've just yeah. mentioned 10 million, 15 million. How, How many, many people have that amount of money or have access to that amount mm. of money? So yeah. there will always be people. And this is why the SPPG and the fixed politics is so important that we have to, the work we're doing, we have to attack it as if this is our last opportunity. But we plan and have it in mind that this is a long-term. 
Mm. Because not every, even I go, you go, you know, yeah. we all go. Mm-hmm. But what about our cousins, our great grandmothers who will not go nowhere? You know, the grandmothers, they're elderly, they're fragile. They what starting life again? Yeah. You know, what about you know our driver at home? How's he going to? Is he going to go through? You yeah. know, the boats by the sea. So. <laughs> So the, the 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 call to fix politics and fix Nigeria is even more is louder now than Anywhere. it has been. And actually, if I look at Africa, you look at I mean, we know what's been happening on the African continent in the last few months, and you look at that, we can't we, we just you're confronted, you're confronted with the issues, and you have to say we have no choice. This work is important and it is urgent. We have no choice. Where are we all going to go to? Nigeria yeah. is 200 million people. Where? Yeah. Who's going to take all of us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's that's the reality. You know, I, I I was reflecting, I think yesterday evening, into this one, I think it was yesterday evening, um, about a country who had similar problems like we have and has really just turned around Singapore. We have a case study. Mm-hmm. That we use in, in the SPPG with Lee Kuan Yew. And you know, one of the things that happened with Lee Kuan Yew and even in South Africa with Nelson Mandela was the exposure to Jaguar and Go Learn, you know, the education system and the benefit they got from the UK. And, you know, whilst it almost seems like if I ask you the question now that, you know, this Jaguar wave, do you think it's down to the current system of governance? Um, but I, the, the follow-up question to that for you would then be, um, what are the benefits of people going to these countries and that getting that exposure and that education? Because most of my friends who study politics and leadership and things here, they come out and they do this like garbage in, garbage out. They don't seem to get anything. I employ a lot of graduates. Only if you have anything that they've really gotten from the university. So what what would your position? Because I'm going to assume that that, that first question is yes that it's our go, it's our current government or the recent years of government that has caused this. It's it's not the recent years of governance. It's been longer than the recent years of governance. Okay. So the decay we have today has been building gradually over time, and not enough people were doing. Hmm the right things. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that one of the lectures we have at the SPPG, I think it's during acculturation, uh, one of the faculty was explaining, I think is when we come to talk about uh, the move to this fourth, uh, um, um, what you might call it now, the fourth democracy that we're in. Okay. Um, that at that time, the opportunity was there. But people were so skeptical, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't trust them. So the yeah. right people stayed away from politics and allowed mm. other people to jump in. I think it was Franco Wiggins' class, I'm not sure. Perhaps. I, perhaps. I, think it was, I love that And class. so because yeah. the right people were skeptical and questioning yeah. and they stayed away, other people, like, there's no vacuum. Other people who were not the right people jumped in, filled in, yeah. and they made it their own. And so they built a foundation that we've just been building. Other mm. they, they set the tone for... Or, uh, for him like to continue like to go yeah. and so things when we had a fantastic opportunity we didn't grab it mm. and now everybody's shouting and complaining this is what we have but let's 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 be reflective and say what role did i have to play what role did i fail to play at mm. the beginning and what can be done so there's that there's the failure there's many years that have brought us here yeah but 
they are what uh, you gave the example of Singapore. Yeah. And I always say, you know, this, there's a saying that, um, you know, where there's hurricanes for regions that are very susceptible to hurricanes mm-hmm. and flooding. You know what they call it, especially the Western world. You know what it's called? An act of God. Yeah. And God is a deity by in any language, any yeah. culture, any. God is a deity. God is a divinity. God yeah. is supreme. So you believe that these acts, these things, disasters are acts of God. Yeah. And yet human beings have been able to solve it, at least gone a great extent to managing it and reducing the impact of it, um, preventing and also managing the impact the the impact for when it's unpreventable. Yeah. You know. And that's what they call the act of God. Yet the issues we have in governance and leadership is not the act of God. Yeah. Nobody can subscribe that to God. It's These are man-made. We can tell yeah. the story. Yeah. Are we saying that we can solve, we can tackle what we claim as the act, act of, of God, God and we, we don't have solutions to what man created? Yeah. It boggles my mind. I just, mm. it boggles my mind. You know, one of the things that happened in the recent elections, you know, the, the, the first election and people were so disheartened, they complained, they on. By the time we went to that's at the presidential, by the time we yeah, came to the gubernatorial and all that, people did not show Trump. up. It was I, I saw this elderly couple, really elderly couple, and they came up to me and said, Where are your friends? I don't know them, they don't know me. Mm. I said, I don't know. I yeah. said, please tell them to come out and vote. Yeah. Well, I was both touched and broken by that. Yeah. You know, because they could tell, they understood the implication of what was going on. So, you know, because there had been such a momentum, a wave, you know, we're going to do this, we're doing this, we're doing that. And then you got kicked one time, you ran home and cried and said, I'm not coming back. I mean, no disrespect to anybody. I'm just saying, do you understand the depth of the problem? You have to know that it's not a one time, one time I'll get it right and everything will be restored. There's no one leader that has that sort of power there's yeah. no magic wand it's a long-term consistent continuous attacking that's what would create an environment for people to come back. and people will come back a lot of people that left do not want to they actually want to be in their own own home country there's nothing as good as being yeah. in your own place my friends yeah. there's nothing as good as home food yeah um just to build on what she said um sorry i'm bringing him up again but i was one of the Feels like I'm complaining for him again. That's one of the pointers, or uh, yeah, for PWB's campaign, trying to connect the diaspora to um, Nigeria here and like yeah. creating a system where people would actually want to come back here, or how the diaspora can support us here anyway. And I, th- I think that's something we don't currently have yeah. in Nigeria. Nobody really wants to go and come. Back. Like, I don't think. 70% of people who leave or who have left this year have plans on comebacks in Nigeria because I don't think there's a system here that would work for them yeah. here. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Yes. Yet. Yes. As long as people continue to do the likes of Oladipuko and his friends, <laughs> yeah. continue yeah. to work hard and preach the gospel yeah. of Nigeria, that, you know, it, it, will, it will turn around. It will turn around. I, I, you know, and just, you know, yeah. you mentioned about um, connecting diaspora. You know, there's this, the uh, Nigerians in the diaspora, I know particularly in the UK and the US, there have been this clamor that they want to be able to vote. 
Mm. And the system has not allowed it. And I don't, I can't comment on that because I don't actually know. I've never actually explored to say why mm-hmm. are we resisting it? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't have. But, you know, I asked a few questions. Like how many nations do that allow their people in the diaspora be involved in the system? Brazil actually does that. And I know that for a fact. In fact, for Brazilians, to renew your Niger- uh, Brazilian passports, even here in Nigeria, here you have to vote. They have a system for you to vote. You you have to provide evidence that you voted before you get your passport. Before you can renew your passport, I I, I have a personal example. So it's 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 possible. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was going to say that um, one thing that education does for you is it sort of energizes you and gives you a solution. And when Roberta was talking about the gubernatorial election, you know, you remember that we had had a session right after the presidential and I said that voter party was going to happen. You see, I wonder because I wasn't at the war. I'm sure you were not at the war, the last civil war. I feel like... Na- I could have been there. I'm just, I mean, I mean, I feel like people are scared. Mm. If you remember Enters. Yeah. Mm. If you remember some of the most occupying Nigeria, mm-hmm. people are scared. And as poor as we may be, nobody wants to die. We are not in a country whereby if we stand to protest or just fight for our rights, we feel like we'll be fairly heard. Instead, there are friends that we do not know where they are because till today, nobody has admitted mm-hmm. that this is what happened at the toll gate a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so why come out to vote as a young man with that very recent scar in your mind? And that morning, I cannot forget, I walked out like the presidential election. Even I didn't go out as early as I went for POs. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere was empty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the young people. Mm-hmm. Because not only did we feel like the institution as we said, had failed us. There was no there was no system in place that was going to even counterbalance mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if everybody's clamoring, let's make sure we got it right. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's everybody's deflated. Now, obviously, one year in the SBBD, I know that to win my election in my local government, if I decide to run, first the people have to be informed. Because even though there are market women there and there are probably some agberos and all that. There are a lot of educated people there. And if I educate them, because I, I've checked the local government elections, the, the the polls and all those things, I don't even think they get up to 10,000 votes. So, like, people don't know when. I've ne- I said I've been in Ifakona for 20 years. I've never known when they did any local government election. Ever. 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 And I was just telling Roberta now that my group, we did PEEP, which is basically work study group one. Because it's public enlightenment electorate. Um, um, I can't remember what the P is for now. You know, so we basically are going to a portal, yes. So it's a portal where people can go to. So not only can you see what is happening in your local government, you can also be part of what is happening in your local government. So effectively, if that portal is run as we hope it should be, 
in all 774 local government, you will know what happens when an election is going to happen. Mm. And if and when your governor or someone is um, sort of holding things back. And so I know that I've left the SVPG knowing what I need to do. So I'm in Ifako local government, the second largest in Lagos State. the program. Going to the alumni yeah, yeah, well, true. <laughs> but and, yeah, I, I know what I need to do. That's the reality. Except I just want to be like, ah, I'm not interested. I know what I need to do to win the election. That's the reality. And education does so much in the foundation. And, you know, I was asking about Lee Kuan Yew because when I read his story, and, you know, they use also a parliamentary system, which is similar to the UK. I don't know if that's why he went to the UK. But that system sort of is very, very similar. And education does so much in able... You know, there's also something about education that I have seen is that in the success of my business, people are wild when you know something they don't know. So the problem then becomes when maybe it's a thing of pride. Maybe you are you, you know more than somebody and then you now sort of lord it over them that, oh, I know more than you. So now that I have this education, I am energized, but I would also admit on this podcast, and that's why my voice is probably low because I'm just reflecting on that night of the instances. Am I, I'm not ready to die. Mm. I'm a young man. I have a family. I've got children. I don't want to die. And if I cannot just go serve my nation and serve my land and just do my bit and make sure everybody in my local government is fine, I think the ultimate thing is I would rather walk away than die. And that is really where the problem is. Yeah. Because I remember that election, Isaac was very deflated. Did you even come out for I didn't, He was not interested in the second no, one. I didn't. And, you know, and um, so you know that I think we we must not forget that because it's emotional right now because it's our nation. But that is the real thing for me is that should I ever decide that oh this election is in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty seven and I'm going to run, the only fear right now for me is I am not prepared to die. And I, I hear you when you say that, and it is. Foolishness to die a pointless death. It's just, mm. it's just, it's it's just wasting, wasting precious resource because every human life is really, really precious, and there's no reason why you you put your yourself or anybody, anybody at all in harm's way. But this country, one of the things that we're suffering from is little to no value for life, mm. and um. People use means to get their points across that they shouldn't use to show you that they do not care about human life. So it is now, now that we've seen that many people who want to have their way have no value for our lives, mm. it then should bring an awakening. An awakening, you know, you just wake up and say, you do not value my life. Mm. So it is what you want at all costs. Yeah. And yet your position was to, is supposed to be to protect me and to, yeah. and to make sure that I have a secure environment to live and to thrive in. And so we become, what our response to that isn't necessarily to completely walk away or to fold our hands because in walking away and folding our hands completely, you are sending a message to that other party. That, you can do this. Yeah. You, can, you, can you just, in us. fact, you don't even need to go far. You just need yeah. to 
posture and they will run away like scaredy cats. And so yeah. they continue to, one way or the other, you still die. Yeah. You still die because you die in the hospitals or you die on the road to the yeah. hospital. Oh, like, you know this thing we do <laughs> where there's been an incident somewhere, somebody gets shot or has been an accident or something, particularly if there's been um, weapons involved. Yeah. And you rush them to the hospital and the hospital tells you to go and bring yeah, a police, police report. Yeah. I, I have never been able to yeah. understand that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Police reports? Yeah. Somebody's life is at stake? You see, yeah. Then you yeah. run to the police station and then the police then will start doing their own thing. Before you know it, yeah. how many people have died just because of that? Needless, needless death. So we die one way or the other. Yeah. We either die on the battlefield forefront, you know, they, you know, with their guns or we die by their policies or their lack of policies hmm. we die by the institutions that they yeah. built or refuse to refuse build to be, yeah. we die because they equipped the because of the equipment they provided to those institutions or they refuse to provide we die by the hands of the uh, professionals or so-called professionals <laughs> that they didn't train you know, properly yeah they we die on the roads we die by reckless drivers drunk drivers we die because there's so much poverty in the land and so thieves, arm robbers, yeah. young people who should be doing meaningful things uh, get so, uh, you know, they take up alter- and then they kill us. Mm, we we die because the people that they've been employing as their thugs to do their bidding, you know, they have downtime. Mm. And so in that downtime where there's no political there's activity, to do. they, so one way or the other, we're dying every day. It we, may not be you dying today, but it's somebody close yeah. to you dying. So this is why we can't, our response isn't so, you know, throw in the tower is to go back in and say, okay, 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 this is what they're up to. What should be, what, how should we do it? And to work yeah. as a collective because let's not be foolish. One man army is not, it's yeah, not yeah, going to get you. Yeah. You, know, you know, and it's something, when you said about, you know, uh, coming out for the gubernatorial elections and you, you know, you, you didn't come as, uh, as early because you, you were reflecting on a lot of things like, are they going to chase me again? Are they going yeah. to slap me? Are they going yeah. to ask me, am I Igbo? Yeah. Are they yeah. going to ask me who I'm voting for? Are they going to just assume, you know, that one looks too intelligent. <laughs> I'm just going to chase him away. You know, I, one of the responses, and this is on reflecting is if we had communities of people who came together mm. and, you know, and... We banded you, together. You we were banded one, together they won't have, and they won't you were prepared. Yes. It, it's, it will, even if it will be more difficult for them, you will yeah. give them a run for their money. It mm. becomes harder for them. They will sweat yeah, a lot more. And then you're collecting the evidence. Yeah. You know, and that small win itself can be so exhilarating. You're just like, oh, I can shift something. It's small, but... It's something it shifted. Yeah. So what do I do to magnify this and to scale this? Yeah, that's full, that's yeah. interesting. Um, so to add to what she said about um, the talks and yeah, um, I think one thing that should be able to fix that should um, is part of the citizenship engagement and then I mean enlightening yeah. these people because yeah. these guys really don't know what governance is. Yeah. So to them is oh I'm helping a particular ogre. Yeah, because power, of money. Because oh, he's going to give me maybe twenty k. I don't twenty k doesn't even last a week maybe. anymore. Do you yeah. get so these guys don't know that okay, this person you have even trying to maliciously put in power. Yeah, I don't even think they know they are putting them. Yeah, in power. they don't even know they anything. Just know they are yeah. they just know you know, actually, good point. There's this um skit video 
um, advert that I used to see a while ago and these thugs hired by this politician and said, okay, I've provided you the machete, the guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know who my opponent is. I've given you my down payment or whatever. Go out and take him Execute. out. And then that guy, the lead of the gang says, oh yeah, sure. Okay, we're going out, not a problem, but uh, one condition. And he said, yeah, anything, anything. He said, oh, I want your son you to come us, and join us. us. <laughs> come, let your son come and join us. You know, and the guy's like, are you, are you crazy? My son is in school abroad. My son is this. Mm. Like, oh, bring your son home to join us on this expedition because this is really for you. Mm. We're fighting for you. So bring, mm. your son has to join us. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's where it's scattered because it, it was for them an awakening knowing that, oh, if your son is not good enough, this is, job is not good enough for your son. Why is it good enough? Why, why? Why us? Yeah. And it's speaking to, I wanted to tie that into something that you said about if you were running the market women, the agueros. Do you know those people are educatable? What they have lacked is education. Yeah. In fact, the market women are actually quite educated because they are business women. <laughs> there, is no, there is no, you understand the movement of everything. They yeah. understand that if I vote this person in, this is how it will be for my business. Yeah. If this person promises me this, this is the impact. So they understand, you know, the agbaros, some of them are just disenfranchised. They've just not had the opportunity, but they, I think they're they are one of the best target group to take yeah. citizens' enlightenment and True. engagement. Yeah. Because amongst them, there are leaders of communities. There Amongst mm. them, there's somebody who should be a governor, yeah. you know, somebody who should be, amongst yeah. them, they're fearsome, or fearless, I don't know the right term, yeah. people. <laughs> and if they have that sort of courage to defend something, imagine when they're educated and empowered to defend the right things. Just mm. imagine what that would be. Yeah. So when I look at them, I think you are a group, that is a segment that we need to focus. And I can proudly say that the SPPG, and yeah. particularly the Office of the Citizens, um, the Works Double Group 1 that's working on Office of the Citizens, something that we're working in because... We can't leave anyone in the society. Yeah. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. Okay, so let's t- let's tie it up now with um, direct conversation about the SBBD and admissions and why young people should join. You have Isaac here, and Okpe has just been sponging everything. She hasn't said one word. Uh, I hope Okpe is going to get her apply. PVC and and vote and apply. And apply to the SPPG. Yes. We'll be looking um, to receive your application. So you want to tell us tell us about applying why they should come again and, you know, scholarships and all the benefits because everybody also sometimes thinks, oh, are you saying I, I must run for office when I go? And I'm like, no, you don't have to run. So you want to tell us that before we... Yes, I'm happy to do so. so we have applications open for the class of 2024 that will be starting at the end of October. October, November, we do a one month of acculturation. It's, I, I kid you not, you come for the month of acculturation and it isn't even the academic part. We're just acculturizing your mindset, reorientation, setting setting the baseline for what's to come. And the response that we always get, wow, I, yeah. wow, is this what we're set up for? Yes, that's what you're set up for and so much more. So we're currently taking applications on our website, the sbpg.org. You can find the information about how to apply. Really simple application you need to bring with you. Do a, a CV. Just, I mean, that's a, a standard requirement for 
many applications. And then we have um, the personal statement. We actually give you a guide. There's three or four questions we ask you to speak to. Yeah. And the purpose of that is just to help us identify and connect with who you are. Yeah. Who are you and what's your pursuit? Where are you? And, you know, I think there's a question that asks about what you've done in terms of community involvement. And people yeah. sometimes seem to struggle with that question. Oh, I haven't really done anything. I'm just coming out of university and so I don't have much of an experience. And it's okay. Talk about that. Talk about why you haven't had an experience. Yeah. Talk about what you've done. Even in secondary school, talk about what you do. Talk about where your heart lies. All the questions you're asking yourself. Yeah. And for you to consider this, you have a question or two mm. that's at the back okay. of your yeah. mind somewhere that you may have not fully engaged. Think, sit back, think about what are the questions? What are my frustrations? Yeah. Speak from those points. So it's not it's not a really tall order. We just want it to be as honest and as realistic as possible, but bring yourself to the table. Then you get two references. People who, I mean, you're applying for a job, you're applying to go to school anywhere. You're, it's a standard requirement. People have to attest to who you are that you're not a fictitious person and that yeah. you actually mean to do this. And they can also, that gives them an opportunity to speak to how they see you. You know, some yeah. of your referees will see something about you that you don't yet see, yeah. or they may be able to validate or corroborate some of the points that you're raising. So that is, yeah, the, please don't use your family members. Best not to use your family <laughs> members. In fact, I'm not sure you're allowed to use your family yeah. members, but there will be somebody you've worked with or you've done a project with yeah, or yeah. in your church group, in your mosque or something, you know, you volunteered um, a whole lot on different things. So just talk about, talk about what you're, you're exploring. Whatever. We're not, we're not specific on any particular, you must want to run for office. Yeah. Uh, yes, the SPPG is a, a, a really and truly the main focus is it's an incubator for uh, emerging political leaders and not just emerging and also emerge political. It's, it's, it's an incubator program, I would say, in, in many ways. But you don't know what will come out of you yeah. in the process of that you don't know the discoveries the awakening that will happen and you may never like me I have no way no plans of running for office but I, I know where um where I I I stand in terms of Nigerian governance and development and even though not just Nigeria but outside of that Africa yeah. you know I know the things I want to be influencing and the ways that I want to influence that so it's so, yeah, don't be afraid because, yes, thinking is for those who want to run. We have people yeah. who run their own businesses. They like Oladipoko here. <laughs> we have people who are really experienced professionals in all walks of life, in media, academia, in yeah. um, um, maybe... Um, some already in politics. In some some in many, education. many in politics, in education, yes. in... In just whatever. Some have NGOs. Yes. It's a robust. It's a robust, it's a robust class. It's a robust um, class. And I think, you know, just to just to help you out a bit, um, one of the things that people must understand about the SPPG is that because it's politics, policy, and governance, mm -hmm. um, some people will be the ones who take nominations and are the face of you know, whatever constituency they are representing. Policy would be the people who would likely also maybe take spaces in the assemblies. Mm -hmm. But some of those policy people would also be, like Roberta said earlier, the 
intra the intra people, the people who are behind those people making things work. Yep, yep, yep. And then there's governance, which is just leadership. Mm -hmm. So you need all those people because yep. someone like me now who, again, I begin to work on a team where I now I'm figuring out I need maybe a social media team, which I think I already have in my office. Or I may now need another assistant, maybe a special assistant, mm -hmm. or you may need this. So it's not just a school where everybody coming must be focused on, oh, I want to go run for office. Um, if you have the time, first of all, it's leadership. So you will learn a lot about leadership and other things. And I think that you should also realize that everybody is involved. Uh, just like she said, Brazil was saying that you have to, like we say, teka, you know, votes to get your passport proves that everybody must be engaged and you being engaged is what makes your nation work mm -hmm. you know uh, and that's very very important so SPPG has scholarships because people would then probably think that oh maybe if Oladipo went for that course he paid millions mm -hmm. no um one thing that i found out about the SPPG quickly because acculturation i would call all-star month with acculturation i had former governors governorship candidates, former president of Nigeria, presidential candidates of other countries, professors. It was robust ministers, former ministers. It's all-star month, right? And what you would find with acculturation is that it sort of is like sowing a seed because you do acculturation, they don't tell you to go and go for Christmas for like two weeks. My brain, my I couldn't, I was just thinking of, I can't wait to get back to class because I think, uh, the former president came like I think the last last day was closing <sighs> our class. I remember this is when I want to give me two weeks off. When I want to continue, <laughs> well, you know that exposure is also very great. And then you don't also know who you meet. I'm pretty sure with SBG you may meet your spouse, but you could also meet somebody. We have actually had that actually see, see. earlier this year. We had a wedding SPG. to SPPG exactly. alums, and yes. we were like, well. Ah. We're doing, ah, ah, we're doing a lot for I'll the nation, are we? We're doing ah, a lot. And then, you know, it's also, you meet a lot of people. I met someone who said, oh, oh, uh, my name is so-and-so, and I want to be a deputy governor. And I'm like, ah, you don't want to be a governor. I said, no, 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 no. I work in civil yes, service already. I remember you know, that. The, oh, you were yes. there? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, ah, maybe I want to become governor. She's not good, bad. But the reality is that she was so bold. Yes. I have never even said, I want to run for governorship i would just joke about it but this young lady was so hi i'm so and so i'm i want to be deputy governor of lagos young lady so please come it's affordable there are scholarships from 40 percent all the way to 100 percent apply now yes and okay, talking and, about yeah. their scholarships so um the um we we always have good citizens people in country and actually outside who who they see what we're doing and they understand the value of what we're doing. And so they want to support people because they understand that people need help sometimes to just get through. Yeah. And so they put together scholarship for, for people. But more importantly, this year we started, went into a partnership with the Gerard Olisa Asha Foundation. Justice Do we talk about how much the tuition costs? Because I think that's open source now. We, we yeah, don't yeah, have, yeah. It's very open um, it's on the website. Um, it's 400,000 for it's, the next cohort. Yes, it's Again, it's affordable. It's one year. I remember that there was the option to pay. There is the, every, or there is the option to instrumental payment. Yes. Um, I got 50%. 
um, scholarship. And you know, sometimes you don't know why people are sowing a seed. You know, I, I've been telling them in my office about my foundation and how I'm going to be involved in the SPG going forward as an alum. I could have afforded to pay at my cohort the full fee. But then they gave me a $50 scholarship and that was cool. And I paid my school fees. But what am I saying? It's affordable for some most people. Like most working class. I, I think is he can afford to pay for the SPG for a year. Mm-hmm. And so don't say the money is too much. Or don't say you don't want to drop if you get 50%, for instance, or 40% and it's 200k instead of 400k. No, you can pay instrumentally. There's no excuse. And then we ha- we spend so much time, like Isaac and I love football. We spend so much time watching soccer. He's already looking at his time because match is about to start, right? But we, we, we spend so much time watching football during the day, morning or afternoon or evening that three hours a day is not so it's not, it's not so much yeah. and it's discipline trust me because I, i've been telling them i didn't miss one single class six to nine and it was discipline for me so now i now have to sort of recalibrate my time but that discipline is you there and i don't want to lose time that you don't know what to do with it because well, what I now so want to, yeah because what i yeah and so I, what i wanted to do was i'm gonna say okay that three hours maybe i'll still give two hours to this particular work for now while i try and tidy up certain things but yes that discipline because who would have thought would that have six thought? to nine you know even there's people that we started together who i knew they were always in every class after a while i, I stopped seeing them i said eh, i know that it's not going to be easy for all of you today but you know that's discipline so please apply this i i am passionate about nigeria um i am passionate about the fact that you you just know that nigeria is blessed yeah. and you know that nigeria we, we are we're great people we we go abroad we jack bar either for holiday or for work we excel. And I you know it's so it's funny for me. I would always say it's not seem like our small problem is leadership. Like our it seems like a very small problem for me because maybe because I figured it out. But like it's a small problem, just doing the right thing. Like, oh, there are two options. Do I do this for everybody or do I do this for myself? That's basically it. You know, so uh, and I'm passionate about that. Uh, I mean, you guys got you to see what, what I'm doing, and I mean as time goes on, but yes. Um I'm the king of Jaguar sending people abroad, which is an irony. But I would always tell people, um, it's not about what you do because immigration has always been, people would always go, come, go abroad permanently. It's really about who you are, right? Um, So if I can send people abroad and I can go abroad and I choose to be here, that says more about it than, than any other thing. Um, Isaac, this has been more a learning episode for yeah, you. I, mean, I, I, I actually have one question. I don't know if you okay. have. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, do you? Are you guys like in partnership with like the National Orientation Agency in any way, or like are they? Is there something you guys have with them? Right now, no. Okay. You have a plug. You want to plug? Anyway, we talk about. No, no. It's just I mean, this is it's what they should be doing Point, in yes. a way, and it's yeah. what you guys are doing. So. Just like she said, the institutions, some institutions are either will tell you they're underfunded or it's not their business because they are they have other interests, but yes. But 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 it is not too it's not too early for you to go to the SPBG. And I and I I can say for, for a fact that there's a hidden secret. It's not really a hidden secret because I've talked about my foundation and all that, but I'm pretty sure that if you or any yeah, other person in my office, people. oh yeah, I'll pay for that's this. I'll, right, pay, I'll right pay for your way. tuition. I mean, we'll if you, you apply this year, I'll pay for your tuition. Uh-uh. There you go. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for coming. Thank you, SPBG, for 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 coming. Um, even though 
I, I mean, it's it's passion for me, so it's it's no biggie, and I'm sure we'll continue to have these conversations. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. Today we're not yeah. selling much on what we do for Jack or yeah, Doug. We're we, here we, for Nigeria. Nah, today is it's about yeah, Nigeria. Nigeria. All right. Thank you, Thank you so you. much.